0: This is the Frey podcast, brought to you
1: by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode and I'm going to be chatting with you about the topic of how to make exercising frequently easier. Now, to be completely honest with you, I'm always on the fence when it comes to recording any episodes that have to do with, I don't know, exercise or diet or things like that because I don't want to contribute to any sort of unhealthy diet or exercise propaganda and I do have a real sensitivity towards the topic because anything to do with body image I think needs to be really thoughtful and considered and I want to be really clear that when I'm talking about making exercise easier, I'm talking about it for those people who want to develop the habit because they believe that having exercise in their day would improve things for them in their life such as their mental clarity, such as sleep, such as just having time for themselves, feeling good, those sorts of things. This is absolutely not a podcast episode to say, hey, if you're not exercising, you're lazy and you're doing it wrong, because that's not the case at all. For me, exercise is part of my like coping mechanisms, I guess, with just everyday anxiety. And also, it's something that I have always done for myself and it feels like a very integral part of my identity. I am someone who exercises and I love it. I genuinely enjoy exercising. It's not a chore for me. And the reason I'm recording this episode is because I often have direct messages come through via Instagram from women who say, hey, Kylie, I followed you for years. I know that you have worked out in your garage for years and years. How did you develop the motivation for? Do so, and it's one of those things where I just say, like, it's just something I do, and it's that old cliche of like, you don't have to psych yourself up to brush your teeth because it's just something you do. That's what exercise is for me. But when I was reflecting on topics I could record for the podcast, this one kept coming up. I kept writing it down on the list because it is a DM I get over and over. So, to be clear, this is not about changing your body this is not about feeling bad if you don't exercise because if you don't exercise and you're super happy and you could care couldn't care less awesome like that's so good i always think you know just like live your truth do what's right for you for me i love it i need it so a couple of thoughts on the topic number 1 is i think if you are wanting to develop the habit and get into the swing of exercising It's really important that you make a connection and a commitment from an intrinsic place, not an extrinsic place. So intrinsic goals or intrinsic desires, your wants, are the ones that are really coming from you, from a pure and authentic place. Whereas an extrinsic goal or motivator might be something outside of you, such as, you are feeling pressured to fit into a dress for a social occasion or you've got your wedding coming up or you're completing a challenge like a six-week challenge at the gym or something like that or someone has encouraged you to do it but you don't really have the inner desire To actually complete it. You know, like maybe your friends have said like, oh, come and train for this triathlon, but you really could not care less about triathlons and you don't want to do it. So you're just showing up without that true inner drive. So it's really important if you are wanting to make any changes at all and establish new habits and new relationships with exercising, you get really clear on why, what is the reason That you want to do this and is it an extrinsic reason like a more surface level something outside of you or is it a true deep desire because if you sit down and you think why do I want to develop this and it's like oh I just feel guilty like I feel bad that I don't do it that's probably not going to be enough to get you across the line but if you sit down and you think why What is it that I'm going to gain? And I would encourage you to, as I said, sit down and think or perhaps even journal on this topic and ask yourself, what will I gain from developing this habit? Why do I want to do it? Rather than focusing on what you'll lose, because it's very easy to go, okay, if I start working out, I'm going to lose that hour of sleep or I'm going to lose that time watching TV or take that time from some other resource in your life Or you could be focusing on, oh, I want to do it because I want to lose weight. And so you're really focusing on the things that you're losing. I want you to focus on what you're going to gain. It could be things like, I'm going to gain more energy and vitality. I'm going to sleep better. I want to be able to literally keep up with my children on a playground. I want to develop this habit because I know when I do, it helps me to manage my anxiety. I want to do this because it's something I used to really enjoy and I need some me time, whatever it is. But just have a real think about why is it that you want to do this in the first place? Because if you have a connection to a why that is true for you, it does make it easier so you might like to journal on it as I said or have a chat with a friend or your partner about your true reasons for wanting to do it and it might even be something that is kind of extrinsic but it just connects so deeply with you like maybe it is that you want to do a run for charity or something like that or join like a netball team because you want to be more social Next up, once you have your why, I want you to think about how you could build it into your day or your week realistically. It can be really tempting to be like, okay, I've made the decision. I'm a runner. I'm going to run seven days a week and I'm going to run every single night. Like I'm going to finish work. I'm going to get the kids to bed and then I'm going to run because I've made that decision. I'm super motivated. But the true like reality of that is that What if your kids don't go to bed on time? What if you're exhausted? What if the kitchen's a mess? Are you actually going to get out the door, go to the gym? Are you going to go outside to run? How are you going to do it? Have a think about where you could build it into your day or your week that's realistic for you and choose your time ahead of time and then work out what you need to do to support, like to scaffold that choice. So say you have decided that you're going to attend two gym classes a week and it's always going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays after you drop the kids to school or because you have a late start that day at work, whatever it is. What do you need to do to actually support that and make it happen? Like you need to pack your gym bag. You want to have your gym clothes ready to go. You want to reduce resistance around actually making that commitment happen. Like an example of this is for me, I always just work out from home now So at night, I make sure I have a supportive sports bra and a pair of socks ready to go with my shoes in the garage. Um, And I make sure my water bottle is full in the fridge because it just makes it easier. Like these are little tasks that take 30 seconds. But if they're already done for me, it makes my progression so much smoother in just actually getting into my hot garage and getting my workout on. So have a little think about where you can put your workout in that's going to be most realistic for you. Are you really time strapped and you literally don't know when you could get it in? That might mean that you need to get up half an hour earlier or an hour earlier. Or it might mean that you need to change gyms because you need to go to one that is close enough to work that you can go in your lunch break or immediately after. Or maybe you need to find one that has a crash. What do you need to do to make it as easy as possible. Another thing to think about when it comes to making it easy for you to get the exercise in is to think about what sort of person are you. Now, Gretchen Rubin, who wrote the happiness project, I really like her work. She speaks about like the different archetypes of people and she has one that she calls the obliger. And she says like the obliger is a type of person who struggles to do things for themselves, but they really don't want to let someone else down. So if they have an appointment, if they know they have a friend waiting for them, they're going to keep that appointment. So if that sounds like you, if you're like, you know what, I'm struggling to do it for myself, but I am the sort of person that if I knew someone was waiting for me, if someone was... Like literally there to keep me accountable, I will follow through with it. So you might just have to hack your personality type. Does it mean that you need to book in and pay for classes in advance so that you're like going to get there? Particularly if you are someone who is very mindful of where and how you're spending your money and you're budgeting and you want to make sure you're getting value for money, that could be a way to kind of hack your motivation is to like prepay in advance so that you're locked in and it's good to go. Whereas other people, like that might not be something that would keep them accountable. It could be something entirely different. So just have a think about your own personality type and are there things you can do to kind of hack your system and your way of thinking. Number three is super cliche and of course I have to include it, but it really is the importance of exercising and training in a way that you enjoy, right? It's so cliche, but if you enjoy it, you're going to do it. Maybe you need to experiment on different types of exercise or maybe you know exactly what your preferred way of training is but I think as we get older it is really important to try different styles and we can get really set in our ways and think oh no I've always been a runner you know I'm gonna run because that's what I've always done and that might be great that might be perfect for you But if you start doing it and it feels like a real chore and something you're doing because there's like a ghost, like a memory of a version of you that enjoyed it, but you're not actually enjoying it in the current day, switch it up and try something different. The power of enjoying what you do is huge because for me, exercising is not about completing a time frame. It's not about completing a challenge or putting yourself through something that is grueling that you hate. Like it's not a marker of, I don't know, morality of being so good that you can be so disciplined that you're going to push through something you absolutely hate. Like that's just not my bag at all. For me, exercising is something, as I said, that's an integral part of my identity and I do it every day because I love it. And the only reason I can say I love it is because I train in a style that I enjoy. And if I'm not enjoying it any longer, I'll stop and I'll try something different. Because I promise you, if I had to exercise by um, riding a stationary bike, like by cycling on a stationary bike or by doing yoga, if they were my only two options, I would choose not to exercise. Uh, They don't interest me at all. But doing a Tracy Anderson class is something I love because it's a call back to the days, like the years that I spent in dance classes and aerobics and it's got Pilates and it's so intense that it keeps my mind on task. Um, I obviously love my stair mills and running and short, sharp workouts. But yeah, I'm not interested in going for a two hour power walk or a yoga class. So find out what it is that you enjoy currently not what you enjoyed 10 years ago and then beating yourself up because you don't love it as much. Also have a think about how you can make your workouts more enjoyable. Do you want to walk on a treadmill in an air conditioned gym and watch a TV show on your phone? Or do you want to hike outside in nature and not have any distractions? Do you want to listen to an audiobook, a comedy podcast? What will make it enjoyable for you? Um, having a great playlist. I know that I have weeks but all I want to do is listen to funny podcasts while I work out. So that's what I'll do. And then I'll hit a wall with that and think, nope, I need playlists. And I'll go through a stage of just wanting like throwback playlists, like girl talk or nineties pop songs. And then I might go through a stage where I want more um, full on training music. So, just have a variety of things you can go to and ask yourself what will make this enjoyable for me.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Number four, celebrate your victories. And by victories, I mean celebrate the fact that you're turning up to do a workout anytime that you do. I've spoken about um, what's it called? Oh, the arrival fallacy before in podcasts where there's this notion of, oh, once we get to a certain place, once we reach a certain goal, we're going to feel a certain way, but it's so short-lived. And the arrival fallacy really sets us up to just feel like things are mundane and I don't know, it just doesn't add much to our life. Whereas if you can celebrate your victories along the way, celebrate the fact that you showed up for a workout with some positive self-talk, congratulate yourself, notice what you're doing. Don't wait to reach a certain milestone before you pat yourself on the back. You should be enjoying the process. And if you have that true intrinsic motivation that we spoke about at the start, if you have your true why, then you should feel really, really good about any time you actually engage in that exercise. So acknowledge how well you're doing with a positive like self-talk, some positive reinforcement. Treat yourself to some active wear if you can. Um, Maybe it's uploading an Instagram story and being proud of yourself, sharing with the people that love you that you're doing this and you feel good about it, owning it, you know, integrate it, make it part of your identity as well. You're someone that exercises and you feel good about it because you know why you're doing it. Next up, actually just on that one, that's also really um, a fundamental pillar in building long lasting habits. Both B.J. Fogg and James James Clear, excuse me, speak about that in their books, which are Tiny Habits and Atomic Habits, respectively. Great books to read or listen to the audio version on developing habits, but they talk about how important it is to acknowledge the things that you are doing well in the moments that you are doing them to build that positive reinforcement loop you know, because you're more likely to want to do it if you create positive feelings with it. So it might be like a, as silly as it sounds, like a fist pump in the air or jumping up and clicking your heels together, like something stupid or a cartwheel, a little happy dance, anything that just kind of helps you to get that little burst of feel-good brain chemicals to know that you're doing a good thing, which you'll also get from exercising, which is a whole other point that I haven't even included in here. There are so many benefits. I've done podcasts in the past actually on the benefits of exercising. You can go back and listen to those. Um, So, yeah, I won't go deep into them. This is more about establishing the desire and the actual practical habit to get it done. And the last Couple of things I wanted to touch on are commitment, consistency, accountability, and adaptability. So, commitment is just making that decision. And I've spoken about this in our four week commitment to self, which you can get for free on the F R A E.com. But that four week commitment, obviously, is a time frame, four weeks, but it's all about. Like it goes into why I don't like the word challenge because challenge already adds resistance to it. But commitment is something that a lot of us find easier to do for other people in our lives. If we have a commitment to get our kids somewhere on time, we sure as shit do it. If we have a commitment that we have with our partner, we live up to it. With our friends, our work, but sometimes we let ourselves down and when we let ourselves down with commitments, we really erode self-efficacy and self-efficacy, I think, is important when it comes to building self-confidence, self-belief and self-esteem. So can you make the commitment to try different types of exercise Commitment to the time of day that you're going to do it. Commit- commitment to getting deep with yourself on why you want to do it. Do you want to give yourself a time frame so that you can go, you know what, I'm going to try this. It's going to be an experiment. I'm going to do this for six weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, two weeks, one week, whatever, and see how I feel and really check in with myself and see if I'm feeling better for this practice. So commitment is a big one. And if you're committed to it, it kind of removes the decision, right? It removes that decision fatigue of umming and ahhing. Often the hardest part of a workout, if you're not committed, is making the decision to put your runners on and to go and do it. But if you're committed, it's just like going through the motions, Consistency is not perfection. Consistency is knowing that you're going to fall out of the habit at times, but you're going to get back into it when you can. Consistency doesn't need to be 24 7 perfection. It doesn't need to be seven days a week. Consistency can be two days a week if that's all you can manage. It can be seven days a week. It can be whatever is realistic for you. So have a think about your own version of consistency accountability is another one so you might like to have accountability as I said before in the form of a personal trainer a workout buddy um, a team that you're not going to let down or a goal like completing a fun run or a triathlon or something like that it's also important to be adaptable now adaptability means there are going to be times when the best laid plans fall over. So there will be times when you can't stick to your commitments and it's important not to get stressed and become obsessive and controlling about those sorts of things. So being adaptable means if you can't get to the gym, what's your backup plan? Can you get a skipping rope and some workout gear and train from home on those days? Or say your personal trainer cancels on you. What's your next go-to move? It might not be as great as your original plan, but if you have a backup, it's just adding that scaffolding and adaptability. Maybe it means if your trainer cancels for whatever reason, you go for a half an hour walk or being adaptable, such as it's raining outside, you can't go for your run, but you've really committed to doing a half an hour of exercise each day. So that means you're going to put a YouTube workout on and do it from home. It's also important, of course, to have days off and not have that all or nothing mentality. Because if you kind of get obsessive with things, it can then become a chore. And you don't want it to be like that. Like you want it to be something that you enjoy. So knowing your own... um, limits, I guess, knowing that you're going to take days off, not overdoing it, not having a massive, ridiculous goal to begin with. You know, be realistic is what I'm saying, because if you're realistic and you achieve small, realistic goals, you'll build up, you'll build up. And I've said this a thousand times, but one of my favorite things that I learned from one of those habit books was about the power of the 1% improvement. And I'll leave you with this analogy, which I have shared before, but it's always a good one to think about. If you envision two aircrafts, two massive airplanes, and they both have the exact same flight path, but you take the aircraft on the left and you tilt its nose like two degrees ever so slightly, you're not even going to notice that if you're a passenger on board the aircraft. It's going to be such a subtle shift. But say these aircrafts both take off at the same time and they fly for the same amount of time, that ever so slight 1% adjustment is going to see the aircraft on the left land in a completely different place over time to the one that didn't shift at all. And I love that analogy because time's going to pass regardless of what we do. So just making slight improvements will actually end you up somewhere completely different if you don't even make those teeny tiny tweaks. Small, small sustainable habits are so much more important than going really hard and then burning out. So have that just in the back of your mind as you think about the things we've discussed today. So again, number one, making a commitment from an intrinsic place, not extrinsic, which means finding your why, asking yourself, what are you going to gain? Journaling on why you feel that you want to do this. Number two, build it into your day or week realistically. Number three, do something you enjoy. Make it enjoyable. Four, celebrate and acknowledge when you show up. These are victories. Pat yourself on the back. Number five, commitment, consistency, accountability, and adaptability. I will leave you with those thoughts. Fingers crossed it's helpful for you. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. As always, it would mean the world if you do take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps, and don't forget to check the show notes for a special discount on the blueprint. Because if you are doing this work and you're trying to gain clarity on your whys, the blueprint is only going to add so much more value to that whole endeavor. It's going to take you through identity, beliefs. It's going to take you through values. At the end of the blueprint, you will know your top values and your actions and habits to go along with them. It takes you through intuition and also inspired action and so many more things. So have a little look at the show notes for your special discount code so that you can grab your own copy of the blueprint. And if you don't know what it is, if you like the podcast, you're going to love, 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 love the blueprint because you get an instant download. You also have an instant um, workbook that you can journal in if you don't want to write journal prompts in your own journal. And then you also have unlimited access to the audio version. So it's like, four hours of the, the sort of content that I think you'll really really enjoy if you have enjoyed the podcast to date. Take care of yourselves and I will speak with you really soon what I this is what, I want. This is what I need. if you don't have to go I can set you free.